Washington Heights is black as fuck. And somehow, In the Heights is not. Black Latinx folks stay getting a raise. We talk about how that affects all black people. Why it's important for white folks of all ethnicities to acknowledge their whiteness. And how to avoid playing yourself as a person of privilege. It's Tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. Podcast. Pod fucking casting. We're podcasters. We're doing it. We're podcasters. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Pretty good. Chill. Nothing exciting to be like, yo, I'm doing great because blah, blah, blah. None of that. Just regular good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the play by play on how banal things are going for you. Okay. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm still in Charlotte. I'm doing good. I'm enjoying being away. I'm enjoying, I was blessed enough to be able to stay in a hotel this entire trip. That's but that nice. has really been helpful. Yes. I that think that should be your thing. In, maybe. I think that's what it is going to be yeah. for, for a long, forever, probably, <laughs> is me staying away in a hotel. It's been fantastic. I like okay? this for you. So, yeah, Henny's having a time of her life. But no, nah, it's been good. It's been good. The hotel was like, so uh, why are you living here? <laughs> What's. What's uh? What's going? Cool? We love having. Is you. everything okay? Oh, is everything okay? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Do you know this is not exactly. an extended stay? Do you? Are you aware? <laughs> this is not a rental. <laughs> yeah, so it worked out. So it was an accident. I'm not supposed to be here, but it worked out that I was able to be here, and I'm fucking thankful for it, yo, for real. That's dope. Perfect, perfect amount of distance, and it is really offering me some rest that I needed. So I'm thankful for that. That's good. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ew. Oh, I thought she was going to do something silly because you've been doing that lately. <laughs> <laughs> no, I save all the silliness for the end. For the end. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag Tea with QJ. We love when you use that on all the social meets. We also love when you use the hashtag Pod N, and that allows other folks on that hashtag to find Tea with Queen and Jay. If you aren't already, I don't know why you're not, but follow us on the social meets. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Tea with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Follow us there. We want Want to hear from you so send us email at tea at gmail.com we love questions comments feedback serious things silliest silliest <laughs> i made up a word silly things all the things actually we enjoy it so send us email again that's at tea with queen and jay at gmail.com every week we pour libations for the people places and things giving us black ass black joy queen what are you pouring libations for this week i am pouring libations for a rap group from the 2000s called fast life youngsters which everyone's who's that who's right who is that right yes i don't but you do know who they are even though you don't know their name they are i guess unsung heroes they are Mm. the they are the group who created the song swag surfing Oh, that's who that is. So I'm probably, really? yeah, I never, I just always knew think, the song. I didn't know that it was them because. Why did I think it was a Soldier Boy song? I don't know. I don't it know. wasn't that time, but I don't know why you thought it yeah, was Soulja it was Boy. that era. 
I don't know, because he was the little dude doing little stuff like that. So, well, yeah, maybe okay. I don't know, but whatever. We now know who they are. I'm be honest, I don't know anything about this group, and I only looked up looked up who sung it to give them the libations because I haven't heard this song literally in like a year and a half because I've been in quarantine, and that is a song right. I only listen to when I'm at parties and shit. That's not mm-hmm. that's not an everyday listening song. So act surfing, it it does something to your body that that can't mm-hmm. be a song you're just on the subway and it's in your headphones right. because you're going to want to fucking turn up and the motherfuckers like bitch we on the a train calm down you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so in my friend group chat one of my homegirls the song just happened to come on when she was driving home from work and she was mad turned up and i guess she couldn't keep it contained so she started recording herself and oh she put a clip of that in the video but what that did i put a clip of that in the chat i mean but what that did was give me the feeling and i was mm. like I need to hear this song. Yes. I haven't heard this song in a year and a half. This is the Turn Up Party song. It's a community-ass song. It brings black people mm-hmm. together. We will mm-hmm. not want to fuck with each other. And swag surfing comes on, and all of a sudden we're arm in arm, and we're like in love with each other, and it's just like amazing. So it made me put the, I never played that song in my house. I've never listened to it on my headphones like ever. But that shit, her putting that in the chat made me put it on. And I played this one like five times and I was just in this house like, yes, just feeling mad, good and happy. So I just, that song just does a lot. Like put that song in a party and all the black people come alive. Like fucking alive. I love it. It's also one of those songs where we touch each other. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like we, I don't know if we're locking shoulders or whatever the fuck it is. But like, it's only a few songs where niggas is actually like touching each other. (laughs) Exactly. Um, It was a communal type of joint. Yeah. But I like that. This is good. Yeah. So I'm like, these, these, these young, these fast life youngsters deserve their libations. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know if they knew what Mm -hmm. they were doing when they created that song, but they fucking did it. Like that is eventually somebody will have a podcast in the future and their mother will say, I don't want to hear swag surfing. I don't want to (laughs) surf. <laughs> the what? grandma's getting up grandma's getting up swag surfing auntie's getting up swag surfing everybody swag surfing yeah one anyway, day it'll, it'll be that for episode, someone but... someday in the future uh-huh. some person is going to be complaining about how their mother doesn't want to play swag surfing and there no one's going to understand why or whatever it's going to become love that it. it is that song it's becoming mm-hmm. that song it so is. i wanted to I pour it. them libations because that shit is just it's just amazing it's an amazing song just does good things to you you know mm-hmm. so i'm finished libating kinda because i'm still feeling the the swag the okay surf. don't do all that but introduce <laughs> ask me please <laughs> what are you pouring libations for I'm still, I'm still feeling it what are you pouring libations for okay i want to pour libations for my mom's birthday mm. my mom had an epic birthday celebration i'm happy and excited for her that she was able to make it another birthday yes. and see this season of her life she's retired she fucking looks rested and shit I love she's it. been eating healthy and shit 
she's had time to fucking my mom is a is a dancer or likes not not a career dancer but like she loves dance she would have been a career dancer if she would have been she actually went to nyu for like acting and i'm sure was gonna dance and shit Mm -hmm. and somebody was like they don't want you to be an actor because you might have to kiss other boys and so she (laughs) ended up fucking raising children and working at the post office so that's actually a tragic story i'm sorry that i told that in that way niggas being niggas Doing nigga shit. <laughs> Doing nigga shit. <laughs> um, niggas. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it's good to see her at this time of her life still able to move and dance and do all type of shit. Mm-hmm. She sent us these different choreographed pieces. She was like, this is what I want to do on my birthday. I'm like, do you know this is a like Bruno Mars choreographed <laughs> set from one of his live concerts? Like, <laughs> why would any of us be able to do this? But she did it. She did it. I did not. I did something else. <laughs> But what yeah, did you she, do? she sent me a two-step. She sent okay. me the Jerusalem a two-step. So we did that at the end. Because when she asked me, she's like, I think I want to dance on my birthday. I'm like, I love you. And so I'm going to entertain this. But I'm going to be completely honest with you. None of me wants to do this. <laughs> I don't want to dance. But I will entertain this with you. I will, you know, go through the motions of this. But if it starts to feel, like, scary to me, I might I might call it. So she gave me something that was like, okay, here you, you mm-hmm. do this two-step. So I was like, I could, I could do that. But her and the twins my 19 year old twin nephews Mm -hmm. they did like a for real choreographed like routine and it was fucking adorable and i cried the whole time they did it but it was great my mother had a great time (laughs) wait Um, wait yeah i don't know how i skipped over that you cried (laughs) i cried the whole time i thought it was just so sweet that these two 19-year-old boys that my mother would hit them up and be like, I want to do this dance. And they'd be like, okay, grandma, like, let's do this dance. You know what I'm saying? One of them is all emo. I forget what they call it now. It's not emo. Uh, it's something else. But he's one of them boys. There's a Gen Z polish. word for that now? Yeah, it's its own word. They keep changing. It's, just, it's like they there's disco girls. Shit. And then there's a certain kind of, he's a certain kind of boy. I don't know what it is. But anyway. He's that. He's that. And the other one is just unbothered. But I so I didn't expect them to be so fully committed to like rehearsing this dance to do at their grandma's birthday party in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And they did it and it was so adorable. It was and the one who's all emo is is there dressed in his emo clothes. And the one who is unbothered is also like a, a flamboyant gay. And so he's dressed like in what was he wearing? He looked like Prince that day. Okay, so that was that was the vibe. <laughs> and it was just really adorable watching them in their both 19 year old versions of themselves dancing with their grandma to bruno mars it was just fucking like it was cute it was hilarious it was adorable yeah i was i was moved i who says no to grandma unless grandma is some mean surly bitch like right nobody but also whose grandma is asking them to do a fucking bruno mars choreographed dance routine that is you know what i'm saying that is well yeah. One of the twins called her and was like, hey, so um, <laughs> I'm sure you can do these moves, <laughs> but are you sure? She said he was being nice and not trying to say, are you sure this is your blankiest birthday? Are you sure this is what you're trying to do? But they did it. Oh, they did it. That it was, was nice really, of them really to um, say it now. Yeah, way. I was touched. I was really touched. So, so libations to my mom, libations to my nephews, libations to my family. It was oh, and we had a big family gathering. We were outside. It was not somehow managed not to be a super spreader event. Okay, 
That's great. We kept everybody outside for the most part, except for going to the bathroom. Most people were masked up most of the time. There were times when we huddled up and I was watching a few people and I was like, I'm going to get a COVID test <laughs> first thing in the morning. And that's exactly and, and that's what, what I you did. did. Yeah, I sent the information to everybody and I'm vaccinated, but I'm like, I want to know at least like, do I have COVID so that I know if somebody else might yeah, have had it they're going to be around other people who exactly, may not be vaccinated. Exactly. And my mother's not vaccinated. And so, yeah, but I don't have COVID. And so everyone else seems good. So I'm just uh, keeping my fingers crossed. Some people, it was like half and half, vaccinated, not vaccinated. So keeping my fingers crossed. Sounds like America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she wanted a party, so we had a party. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So there's that. There's that. There's worse things, okay? There are worse things. And it, it did feel really good to see my family, you know? So I'm really also thankful that I was able to do that after like two years of not seeing nobody. So yeah. it was cool. I still haven't hugged anybody, really, but... It was good. It was good to see them. nice. Queen, thank you. Can you tell folks how they can support this podcast? Of course. So we always say take care of yourself first. That is important. But also remember this podcast runs on your support. So there are two ways to donate. You can go to our website, tvthqdj.com, slide down on our homepage. And there's where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option where you can donate any amount at any time. And our second option is our Patreon option and where we ask for a monthly commitment of $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less and we will appreciate that shit and give you a bonus episode every month. We also like it when you share this podcast on social media, tell a friend and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to this podcast. All of that helps Tea with Queen and Jay grow. That's right. We actually released a bonus episode this week. So go check that shit out. It is called Love These Niggas in Silence. Silence. So definitely check that out. We had a really fun conversation. We talked about Joe Budden and that fiasco. We talked about toxic masculinity in audio. We talked about the bonnet drama because I was moved by comedy. So we had to talk (laughs) about that shit because it got funny. And we talked about a bunch of other shit. So definitely check that out. It's always a good time when we are behind the paywall on Patreon, being all relaxed and shit. So check it out. You can donate again, any amount that is available to all patrons. So definitely check that out. Yep. If you would like to sponsor us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and J podcast or see it on social media, T-mail us at TeaWithQueenandJ at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak virtually at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace womanism black feminism podcasting or some shit you've heard us discuss before on the podcast or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team send us your t-mail at t with queen and j at gmail.com if you're throwing a podcast conference and you want us to come and show up and show out yo hit us up let us know what's good because we lay um, it low and spread it wide i just wanted to say that's that. right <laughs> dirty we're dirty <laughs> Queen, who do we have donation libations for this week? Oh, so we have some new patrons. We have Tiff V, Shay, Smarty Skirts, Lulu Nombo, Jade, Pause and Pathos, Stephanie, Aria, and Jacaren up their pledge. Thank you, new patrons, and for upping your stuff. And we have some PayPal donations. We have Amira and Alencia. And Alencia says, keep up the great work. 
Thank you. We Thank will. you, Alencia. Actually, no, Alencia. Thank you so much. It's always nice when people from like from my community mm-hmm. reach out and support who yeah. like you don't even know or like fucking with your shit. Yeah, so, like you don't even so much. Yeah. Really that is always a cool, that. nice yeah. surprise. Like, oh, yeah, Melissa. it's really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Also, Melissa and Melissa says Jay and Queen's pet treats, and then there's cute little like dog and cat emojis. Cute little emojis. Yeah. So cute. Thank you. And we also got an Apple Podcast review from these names are always so strange from Apple Podcast. <laughs> DD1989 I figure I say it like the lottery Thank person. You. <laughs> you what? I figure I say it like the lottery person. 198912. I, like I like it. Yes. Thank you that for works. leaving a review. Those are helpful as fuck. That's right. Thanks, y'all. Are you ready to get into the show? I-T-I-E All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. That was weird, but okay. You never heard old black people say that? What is it? Say what? I don't know. They'd be like, I tell it like a T-I is. And I always used to be in, as a kid, like, <laughs> where's the H? Like, what, what are you talking nah, about? No, you're right. I have. <laughs> I have, yeah. I have, I have, I have. What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking a chai latte, you know, because nice. I'm fake fancy. What kind of tea are you drinking? You're also real fancy. Let's not pretend. You're also actually authentically fancy for no reason. Uh, you know, I tried. The luck- I'm a part of the luxury movement. Now I'm lying. I'm lying. <laughs> that, <laughs> the whole thing is a joke to me. But yeah, yeah. Woo. What kind of tea are you drinking? Just some like random... Eng- what is it called? English time? Oh. I don't even know what that I is. I was just about to it say was just, I was like, oh, this is a dark tea. It's black tea? I thought you were going to say ink. I was like, what the fuck is happening yeah. in South Carolina? I've, elevated, I've graduated to ink now. We're drinking ink. <laughs> the other stuff wasn't strong enough or black enough. So I figured I'd drink ink instead of coffee. No, it's just called English time tea. Got it. Gotcha. That's what we're doing. Okay, cool. What are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? Uh, she, her, they, them, and not a lady. Somebody tried to lady me. I was ladied a lot this trip, but also Ooh. somebody tried to lady me in a negative way. It was one of those, uh, let me tell you something. Like bitch. on purpose, because they but know they, you don't like ladies. Yeah. So it was like, well, no, no. Oh. They were really just trying to be diminutive and was like, let me tell you something. Let me explain something to you, young lady. And then they remembered that I'm not a lady and they was like, oh, or, you know, wh- whatever you want to be called or whatever. But it was one of those moments where it was no reason to call me a young lady. They just wanted to. Yeah, be, you're using it to weaponize. And that's right. exactly why I don't trying to sun me. fuck with that exactly. word. Exactly. And yeah. I was glad I was in the presence of somebody else because mm-hmm. I was like, this is exactly what I'll be talking about. This is why, because people use it like this anyway. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an interesting and slightly fun moment, you know? know. That was the I time like when you pause and it go, message. <laughs> That was exactly it, yo. I love shit like that. I love it. I'm like, see? See? Anyhow, what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm going to stick with my affirmation for last week. I'm affirming a fun yes. and safe New York City summer. We need it. Mm-hmm. We need it. We were hit hard by COVID. We need a fun, it was, yo. safe it was. summer. What are you affirming this week for yourself? I am affirming reorganizing my apartment. Mm-hmm. I want to reorganize it so I can get some better sunlight. Mm-hmm. Since it's such a dark apartment, I want to just move things around so I am in closer proximity to the little bit of sun that I do have. I want to rearrange it because Henny has been having the time of her life on this vacation. Yeah. I was able to bring her. So I don't want it to be such a shock to her system when we go back to the city and we go back to that apartment. I don't want her to be like depressed. Oh I'm trying to plan out her life when 
we get back, like, so we can ease ourselves back into mm-hmm. it. Because she has really been having a time of her fucking life. And her tail's been up the whole time. She's an anxious dog. So sometimes when we walk in the city, her tail is tucked. Mm-hmm. But her tail's been up the whole time. She's just been feeling good. It has. I've been seeing it on Instagram stories. She is. Yeah. On her she's eat, pray, love shit. Like, she's like- exactly. <laughs> We've been tied to the hip. Every time I get up, she doesn't typically like outside, but this trip she's been and even in new york sometimes i get up to go outside and she'd be like whatever i'll see when you get back <laughs> but <laughs> but now when i start to put clothes on she's like okay whatever wherever you go we're going together like that's her mentality mm-hmm. is gang 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 for life wherever you go i want to go and so i'm just trying to make sure that we have an easy transition back to new york i don't want her to be all like sad and depressed because you know your animals they get depressed yeah they do they so do. yeah so one of the things i want to do quickly is just try and reorganize at least my bedroom so that she can feel like she's still you know getting sunlight and she mm-hmm. has space to fool around and you know be whoever she wants to be so that's the goal that's the plan. I had a random idea for your apartment because I am a weirdo okay. and I think about decorating and <laughs> organizing right. spaces. Right, right. But I was thinking your I was thinking of you though, not Henny. But I'm glad mm-hmm. that you were thinking of Henny. But I was thinking your yeah. workspace could be Do you know where the shelving is? In your bedroom, yeah, I think push that my desk over I think there. that's where your desk should be because the sunlight is right, right fucking there. Right, I think your desk should be mm-hmm. right there. But I really yeah, thought of that the do. other day because I'm like, I'm gonna get a small desk because I work at my table. But I'm gonna get a small desk to put there. I'm gonna put my bed actually over there too. I'm gonna put my bed, I think, in front of in that middle section in front of the radiator by the window. Okay, put the bed there or on the opposite wall, whatever the fuck. But yeah. definitely. Closer to the windows, and I'm putting my desk in that area yeah. so I could be right in front of the yeah. window or whatever. Yep. Yeah, I think that'd be great for it's you. It's too dark. It's too dark. But anyway, <laughs> that's my affirmation. Like it, love it. Speaking of New York City living. Yes. The film In the Heights has come out. It's in theaters. Is it on HBO Max? Yeah. It is, right? Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Yeah, it's on yes. HBO Max as well. I know a lot of people are now going to the theaters to see stuff, so make sure you're being safe, whatever that means to you. But In the Heights is a film that was originally a play by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and it has been adapted to a film starring Anthony Ramos, the freckled... I can't think of another fun F word, but anyway. <laughs> the freckled... Uh, I don't know. The famously freckled... <laughs> actor (laughs) that was good that was good you did good yes famously freckled actor anthony ramos and the when the trailer came out so a lot of people have been excited about this film i've been interested in seeing it even though when the trailer came out over a year ago now the trailer came out we talked about it on this podcast because we found it to be wildly and the light Not in, in the, the light, light in washed. The yeah. yeah, light washed slash whitewashed. And so we talked about that on the podcast, but I was still curious. You know what I'm saying? That was the trailer. It looked like there were hundreds of white and light bright. I guess they were Latinx, but some of them, maybe they were Italian. Some of them perhaps were like yeah. just Anglo-Saxon white people. Yeah. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Who knows? But that was the trailer. So I was like, well, maybe the movie will be a little bit different. And then reviews came out. People were talking about the film. And it was what it looked like in the trailer. Yes. Light, bright. Yeah. White, wash. Not the heights I know. <laughs> Not the heights Who's that we heights? know as New Yorkers. <laughs> <laughs> Not ours. Not ours. Fran. What's her name? Hey, Fran. Yeah. 
Hey Fran Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Fran or Hey Fran Hey, if you know her from social media or her podcast or whatever, her tweet encapsulated the whole thing perfectly. She was just like, must be two heights. Yeah. Because, because the one in that movie is not the heights that we know in New York City. Nope. So back at the end of 2019, when that trailer was first released, we threw Lynn Manuel Miranda in the pit. Yeah. We talked about colorism. We talked about our experience with Washington Heights as native New Yorkers and why the trailer felt lightwashed, whitewashed as fuck. So here's that discussion. And then when we come back we'll talk about what's happened now that the film has been released and lin-manuel miranda Miranda. i like three names i'm gonna add another name to my shit you have another name i know but i'm gonna make it three like i'm gonna say all three oh okay i'm like my full government you have another name yeah i think i might change one of them for fun anyway (laughs) so lin-manuel miranda is uh miranda lin-manuel miranda is he is the creator of Hamilton. Yeah. It was a good Broadway play. It nice was, run. It was a lot of rapping. I didn't think I would enjoy it. I didn't know. Me you and could. Saul went to the play. Yeah. I didn't think I was gonna see so many people of color singing and, 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 and performing the at the theater. It's not yeah. usually my cup of tea. At, at it's all. not my cup of tea. Totally. But I was there and something about the way this this man, Lynn Manuel Miranda, yeah. he looks like a white man, but they say he's a Puerto Rican. Yes. Right? He's a yes. Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Um anyway. Lynn Manuel <laughs> Miranda is the creator of Hamilton. He also does now a lot of the music for uh, the Disney, a lot of Disney films. He Uh did the music for Moana. He, I don't know if he did music for um, Coco. Maybe I'm just making assumptions because Spanish speaking. Racism. Yeah, I apologize. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, but he's kind of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah, so yeah they he, like him. Yeah, more notably, he is the um, creator of Hamilton. He's also the creator of In the Heights, which was a play. I think it was off-Broadway and then They're Broadway. And yeah, now the Whites about found to be him. And yeah. then it was on Broadway. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Miranda. All right, so why are we <laughs> I here? I like when you do that. <laughs> I like it now that my voice is raspy that I can really get into it. I can really get into it. That um, was fun. So we're here because these motherfuckers is wilding. Mm-hmm. Right, wilding. with wilding, with their yeah. colorism, mm-hmm. with their anti-blackness, yeah. and it's just like all just came down, mm-hmm. and it was two week span, and it's like, what is? And wrong? these are these are all quote unquote people of color, even though Lin Manuel is, is white, a white Italian, of sorts. but yeah, a he's a TV Italian. Italian, which means that even though he's even ethnic. though he's <laughs> like to say ethnic. Okay. Even though he's Latinx, he could pass as white oh, on TV. White person, if yes. he had he could pass as white to if he uh, didn't wear those people. those shirts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> racism. I know racism. All right. My bad. We're not supposed to be racist. Okay, what you got? Just throw them in the pit. Mm-hmm. So for some reason these week this week, they're not even this week, this past two weeks, these motherfuckers been wilding. So I'm gonna start with Lynn Manuel Miranda. Miranda. So two weeks ago, he released the trailer for the Inner Heights movie. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen it play, but it's like, okay, I see like non-white people doing something. Mm -hmm. Let me look at the trailer. And this is is based on Washington Heights, which which is is a neighborhood neighborhood in 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 New York York City. In Manhattan. Yeah. And I've I've been to the Heights. Mm -hmm. Um, The Heights is like an extension of the Bronx. It's like right there. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you know. All right. That's mm-hmm. where back in the day before gentrification, where all the popping nutcrackers, you could find those there. Yes. You could find a Nemo's there, too. Mm-hmm. Only the real ones know about Nemo. What is a Nemo? 
It is Nutcracker with uh, EPL in it. Oh, <laughs> my God. Good God. This is why people don't like us. <laughs> okay? This is why people don't like us. Do drugs? And don't respect our praxis. Because um, we know where to get where the good nutcrackers yes, and Nemo's used to be. Yes, yes. And you couldn't yes. find your way home. That's why. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's. A, <laughs> I didn't know that that's what it was. <laughs> if you don't know what a nutcracker is, Google nutcracker beverage. <laughs> Carry on. Oh, those are times. Mm-hmm. My 20s, man. Mm. So, anyway, wow. right? So, I don't, I don't think those spots are there anymore. But okay. anyway, that's what you could. Like, y'all think y'all drinking nutcrackers now? They had sizes. It was mm, a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember one time. Okay. Anyway, I'm like doing nostalgia yes, shit. Okay, anyway. Mm-hmm. Right, inside joke. My bad. People yes. in here who are not from New York. Nope. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway, right? So, I'm like, okay, let me tap into this. I am connected to the Heights in some, somehow, some way. So, let mm-hmm. me, you know, see mm-hmm. this. I had already saw a bad Dominicana yelling at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't retweet the trailer. She just talked about Hello. it. Because she's she not had, a sensationalized she bitch. Shit to say. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She has meat, mm-hmm. right? So, anyway. So, I'm like, let me, let me see the trailer. So, I see the trailer and they're just light-skinned people. <laughs> <laughs> throughout the whole fucking trailer wow. now if you've been to the fucking heights mm-hmm. right that is a very black ass spanish speaking place yeah. mm-hmm. in new york city right. like there's a mixture of of dominicans and puerto ricans that's like i don't know what that mixture is now because of gentrification but that was the concentration especially when this thing was especially when this um piece was happening mm-hmm. was back then like it right. wasn't that that play was out in like the early 2000s or mm-hmm. some shit like that mm-hmm. so like and it was based on growing up in the heights exactly right so that is the time when the when it was mostly puerto rican mm-hmm. and dominican folks yeah. there i worked i worked summertime in um did you get a nemo <laughs> i did not get a nemo i was working with children <laughs> Oh yeah, um, yeah. But I worked. I worked uh, summer camp. We did camp. It was like summer camp in the park for kids who like weren't in summer camp. So it was like kids every day who would be in the but park, fuck, and we okay. just did activities yeah. and shit with them. And you had to. It was helpful that I, at the time, I understood and spoke more Spanish than I do now. Uh-huh. Now it's like I don't know where or who I am. Yeah. But at the time, <laughs> especially because I was that was it every day. day it's like yeah. you could be there and not have to speak English, English at all, all day, yep. like not speak mm-hmm. English all day or whatever. Yep. But my experience color wise there is me, even though I'm light skinned, I am I'm not that light skinned. You know what I'm saying? So like I am markedly like I'm clearly black. Yeah. And people would still come up to me and speak Spanish. Like, there was no, like, it was no question. And you question. mean clearly black, like, clearly, maybe, like, no, no. go ahead. Go I mean, ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean clearly yeah, yeah, black. I'm it. clearly of African descent. Yeah, like, yeah. all of my physical markers are of blackness. I'm just, like, a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah, and people would come up to me and speak Spanish. And so there was no, people would come up to you and speak Spanish. Yeah. There, there was no, like, oh, this person doesn't look like, like what me. a Spanish yeah. person, a Spanish-speaking person looks, looks like. like. Because to what we see in white media is that Spanish-speaking people look like swarthy white people. Right, Spaniards, (laughs) right. With white people with dark hair. And that's it. That's it, right. And in Washington Heights, you could be of any race and speak Spanish. And Washington Heights was full of black and brown people. And I mean actually brown. I don't mean people who are appropriating brownness. I don't mean people who use brown 
as the color in their logo, but you know, they're Definitely actually not. never been that color yeah. and they've never seen brown in their whole life. At all. I mean, actual, like physically black and brown people, that's who was in Washington Heights. Yeah. Everybody I know from Washington Heights is a black person. They yes. might also be Dominican, they might also be Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. but they are a black person. And then also, like, I don't know what particular neighborhood in the heights this is there is a fuzzy area where harlem and the washington heights are the same yeah kind of Mm -hmm. thing like when you get like in the 50s and 60s where they're kind of just like 150s yeah yeah. like oh we don't i'm talking i'm talking in uptown my bad no you are are. (laughs) like when you get up there but my point is that there is blackness Mm -hmm. oh dark skinness yes yes throughout the heights harlem used to be the like one of the highest concentrations of black people in the world right there that's not you don't get off that train Mm -hmm. in any washington high space and being white and being a sea of white yeah Mm -hmm. or lighter skinned people Mm -hmm. that's not the narrative yeah. of Washington Heights. So looking at that and seeing that was just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. What what is this? That is not the look of the Heights. Mm-hmm. Like looking at that trailer, I was like, what? Where is this place? Yeah. This is where is this place? That is not New York. And I, I'm a person who likes to see New York on my TV screen, mm-hmm. on movie screens. I like to see that shit. Mm-hmm. Where was that place? The Afro Latinx people that they had in the trailer, they look whiter than I ever seen them look. Where, like, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Huh? It wasn't even like a paperback test. It was like the notebook paper the, the test. White like, sheets the, the white notebook. sheets of, yeah. like. It was awkward. It was just. There were, there were black people in it, but it was like sprinklings of black people. Like, it was awkward. Like sparse. Like, yeah. if you like, I don't know, sprinkle of like four pepper flakes, mm-hmm. black pepper flakes in your grits. Yeah. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. just strange that's not weird. that's not what the heist the is. other thing that i wanted to mention that i think that i've noticed in a lot of um tv that claims to a lot of media that claims to represent new york is that we have a large population of central american south american folks mexican folks um yeah. and we never i feel like we never see darker skinned shorter yeah like latinx like, folks yeah. of Central America, South America, like that image is rarely, rarely represented in media. And I feel like we all grew up. They're only represented when they're talking about immigration. Right. Right. That's true. That's true. But even I feel like. Yeah. 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 That's true. I feel like sometimes, though, even represented, even representations of those people in um, film don't look like the people that we grew up with. Yeah. They don't look like they're all presented in this this one physical way of being tall, being lighter skinned. And the people that we see every day, the people running the Coco Halado truck. Yeah. Like people that we were in community with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or whether they were whether we um experienced them as workers or whatever. It's yeah. just like they're never depicted, especially in, in Washington Heights where you could literally be there and not have to speak English all day. Yeah. That was a place where you would also see folks from South America, Central America, who look to be like indigenous folks or whatever. Yeah. That is where you would see them also because they could survive without having to speak English mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so it just it's awkward to me to never see them represented except for um what was that movie that was on Netflix with that woman and it was like revolutionary because we I it was revolutionary it, I because we never see, see like a in, woman who looks like her an indigenous looking right Latinx right person. with like black and brown yeah. features Roma oh, okay yeah Yelitsa Aparicio mm-hmm. 
That's that's her name. Yes. So, right. Yulissa Aparicio. So she is darker skinned. She is of a certain height. She's yeah. shorter. Mm-hmm. Like we never see. I feel like we never see women who look like that or anyone who looks no, like that. we don't in media about latinx folks and i know the heights is predominantly caribbean latinx folks yeah but we were still in community like there were still they were in the heights they were in the heights <laughs> they, were there. they were there they were there they were there yeah so uh, you know lots of talks jay and i just for transparency we have not watched in the heights we have seen a lot of the conversation and relate to the conversation right. and all of the things that we expressed in that clip is kind of being mm. mirrored and echoed right. currently but what was an interesting thing was that a journalist from The Root named Felice Leone had an interview with some of the actors from In the Heights. And she brought up this subject of colorism and whitewashing. And like, she is also a black Cuban person from New York. So she's like, you know, as a black <laughs> Afro mm-hmm. next person, I cannot sit here and not ask you this fucking question. Like, right. we're the blacks, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the answers and responses was just Oh, they were so weak sauce. They were bad. (laughs) They were bad. And it started off like it might not be that bad. It started off with the director, John M. Chu. It started off with him kind of taking some responsibility and like, we need to do better and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like some people in those conversations, it's like they can't just own it and full stop. They have to like, okay, I've already owned it. Now I'm going to defend myself. (laughs) Defend my honor. Defend. As a racist. (laughs) Yo, it started off like, okay, just eat it. Just take the L. Just take it. Once you take the L, now maybe we can get to like why people should see this movie. Yes. Even though this mistake was made, yo. Like, colorism, and I know you'll talk about this more because you do a great job of talking about this shit, but, Mm -hmm. like, colorism is so fucking, it's insidious, it's fucking everywhere, it's so rampant Mm -hmm. that we've all been accepting a certain amount of colorism like everywhere period like there are things yes. that we all enjoy that we know are colorists and have colorist undertones and it's like yeah this is not okay do better next time you yeah. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so had he had they owned up to it a little bit more i think there would be a better feeling of all right this was whack we will watch it and take it for what it is this time but it has been acknowledged that this shit is not okay and like these power brokers because after you make a movie like this you hold a certain amount of power in Hollywood. This director is the same guy who directed Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda, his name in Hollywood, it means something. There is a certain level of power there. Yes. Even as people of color, quote unquote, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, as far as I'm concerned, is a white man who is also Puerto Rican, but it's a certain amount of power that comes with this level of being established in the industry, like affirm that you're going to use your power to do better. I'm just Affirm that just shit. Saying. But the answers were weak sauce fucking week just some of the answers were you know well some of the dancers <laughs> wow did you see it was that it was did you see the dancers <laughs> did you see the dancers not so it was like some of the dancers were black but did you see it that you're not satisfied you not, by that yeah is that, as not, a black? is that not enough did we not do the job Ooh. What? Yo, black people are always dancing. We're always dancing. We're always hired to dance in the movies. We're there dancing. We're in the shops. We're there as decoration. But can we be the focus? Can we be central? Can we we be included? Can we actually be in it? Because the people who are in Washington Heights look like 
this other thing <laughs> like mm-hmm. like what like we're talking about how you have not accurately portrayed the heights like right. she's like i am a black latinx new yorker mm-hmm. i cannot go past this interview and not ask you where are the black latinx people because i know what the heights look like and you were like well dancers yep. like that was your sufficient did you not see the dancer answer dancers there was another answer where one of the actors one of the women actors who was she is a light-skinned afro-latinx person and she was just like i'm just so happy to see myself i've never seen myself and she's talking Mm -hmm. about seeing herself but like you are part of the erasure of black latinx people seeing themselves like whatever you're relishing in and like oh my god i just had -hmm. to take this role because of this and someone is addressing the erasure and your answer is to be like, well, I felt erased before. So I felt special and I felt, you know, like I had done something by being a face on a screen. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. that that you sound ridiculous. You have not answered yeah. this question. Yeah, that was um, <laughs> that was Leslie Grace. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Then. Yeah, it's weird when, unfortunately, it feels like sometimes a celebration of Latinidad is so specifically a celebration of white and light bright Latinidad Mm -hmm. that it ends up being this like de facto aggression against black people yes in general Mm -hmm. global black people like just because we're talking about the erasure of afro-latinx folks i still feel it like it ends up it it is personal to me as a black person as a member of the black diaspora as a displaced african it is fucking personal to me when i see afro-latinx people being erased from a film even though i am not an afro-latinx person i'm a black person it's black erasure Mm -hmm. it is specifically targeted black erasure especially for people let me look up i have leslie grace right here i want to see where she's from because she talks about herself oh it says she's from florida i don't know where she grew up Mm, florida but it is early life oh no no she was born in the bronx she was born in the bronx her mother she was raised in florida all right she was born in the bronx the thing with these people this person, Leslie Grace, who's in a film, Lin-Manuel Miranda, they know black Latinx people. They That's the do. other thing that makes this erasure painful is that Lin-Manuel Miranda is from Washington Heights. Like, you know black people there and still because of colorism. But does he? What happened? But does he? Like, right, He exactly. could definitely be that Latinx exactly. person who just did not fuck with the black Latinx No, of people. course. But you saw them in your community. Right, of course. But it's just like, it, it ends up being such a violent erasure because it's not like you're from a place where you can't imagine, or well, no, he can't imagine, but it's not like you're from a place where you don't have a frame of reference for what this is supposed to look like. But because of colorism, because of racism, your world and what you acknowledge are only those whiter, lighter people. And it's disturbing. Yeah, because even when you do have Afro-Latinx people, they are intentionally light-skinned. Like, right. Yes, it'd be a whole... <laughs> it, I guess I'm about to describe myself. But it'd be a whole mad light-skinned person with an African face. Yeah. That's the only time. So, like, Dasha Polanco is in there. That, to me, is, like, clearly a black woman. Mm-hmm. Leslie Grace, I, I accept her acknowledgement of being, like, an Afro-Latinx person, even though I would consider her one of those Latinx people who could easily pass. You put them in a picture yeah. with a bunch of other light-skinned people with a blowout. Like, a descendant of Africa does and also right. just make you... <laughs> Afro-Latinx. Yeah. A lot of them do that as yeah. well. It's like, five generations ago, <laughs> there was a... Right, <laughs> right. Like- I'm trying to look at, actually, I, I mean, I would, let me look at more pictures of her. 
of Leslie Grace. I mean, I'm not I'm not mad at this. Yeah, I'm not mad I'm not at mad it mad either. At it's just I just see that happen a lot where there's a lot of like That does happen. That a happens lot. There a are people lot. she to me does not look like a white woman, but there are whole entire white Latinx people who be like, I'm black and it's so hard for me because people don't know. What? Why are you in my DMs? <laughs> yeah. So those are actual there's DMs. That. <laughs> Those are actual DMs, yes, my nigga. Yeah. Okay? Yes. Anyway. Ooh. So yeah, that happens, and another actor <laughs> says, "This is Melissa Barrera, and I believe that she plays the main lead. I want to say, but oh, I think she's she's I continuing think, that. <laughs> yeah, I think that she is Anthony Ramos' love interest in the film. I think, but don't yeah. quote me. But anyway, she us. has a major role." Major role in the film, and she looks Italian. Yes, and she <sighs> doubled down like a weirdo and was like, you know, I just want to note that there were, and I'm paraphrasing, but I just want to note that there were Afro-Latinas at the audition, and, you know, they just picked the best people for the part. That is, that's like, so what you just said was a paraphrase? That is almost exactly <laughs> what she said. Okay, that's almost for real exactly what she said. And we embodied the role so much that it wasn't even like we were acting. We were just like these people. We were just them. And it's just like... It's on sight for her. Do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? And then the other thing... Okay, so this is a typical thing that people with privilege do, right? Is that instead instead of acknowledging that, okay... People with privilege, which all of us have privilege from different, we we have different points of privilege, different intersections of privilege, right? So whatever your intersection of privilege is, it is a privilege that is unearned. Yes. And so when you get defensive, you start defending and trying to justify why you deserve, why you earned your position that is elevated by your privilege, right? So there are people, again, everybody with privilege, unless you're committed to dismantling those systems of privilege, everybody with privilege falls into this at times, right? Falls into defending, well, no, it's okay, and I'm not a bad person, and I deserve this, and da 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 What do you mean? This is all in your head. Fair and square. Not understanding that there are systems set in place that give you these unearned rights to things because of the privilege. That's what privilege means. That's how Mm -hmm. it works. I am a cis woman. Mm -hmm. I have privileges that trans and other non-binary folks do not have. I have a privileged existence that I didn't earn. It's simply because Mm -hmm. I came out of my mother's body a cis person. I didn't do shit to gain it, but I I benefit from that. What makes this shit even more egregious is we're talking about actors, right? So this is an industry that everyone in Hollywood knows that people get roles off of unfair shit. The thinnest person, yes. the person who had the best plastic surgery, mm-hmm. the person who is the tallest, the person who knows this director already, yep. the person who's not as talented, but this, but that, whatever. Yep. We Everybody in Hollywood knows this shit. Mm-hmm. Everyone in Hollywood knows that. And so when you're questioned about something to then say, oh, yeah, well, things are unfair in Hollywood in every instance except for color. Yeah. We're talking about color. Yeah. Then, no, they just chose the best person and no darkies 
made the cut. Basically. It just wasn't anyone talented yep. enough to play the role of Vanessa. And that's why me, a white Mexican who is not from Washington Heights and only knows what I know about it from when I visited for this fucking role, that's why I can sit here and say, well, there were Afro-Latinos there in auditions. They just didn't make it. Didn't There's make always it. black people there in auditions who don't make it. Yeah. So you're saying in every audition, everywhere, for everything. So you're saying we just didn't make the cut? You're saying the dark-skinned actresses across the board for everything in Hollywood, they're just not talented enough and that's why Hollywood is full of white people? You stupid bitch. Yeah, like, what? It's racist and it's yeah. colorist. Like, all and you're 30 you're 30 melissa you're too old for this i just looked to see how old she was to see if maybe she never been nowhere in her you life. be old to this for this foolishness no ain't nobody ever yeah. too old for racism and colorism oh especially when you benefit from it she benefits from right. it this is an instance where she right. benefits from it so how when do you she has been doubling down continuously since that silly interview doubling down because why care like why it is really difficult for people to acknowledge their privilege and give that up and realize that saying that you're privileged and that you earn things because of privilege is not saying you're not popping like right. that's not what that is it's, not, it's also not saying that you didn't work hard and that you didn't try exactly that's a privilege is a boost privilege nobody is saying that you're not talented yeah. no one is saying that you didn't work hard for this role yep. nobody is saying that you don't have what it takes or didn't embody the character no one is saying that yeah what we're saying is where are the black people yeah that's what we're saying what we're saying is out of all the leads where are the black people? And you know what? Anthony Ramos is a race traitor. Because I look at his face. I look at them black ass African freckles. I look at his a whole black. You know he got a black grandmother. You know his whoever is black in his family, they not far removed. Okay? I want to know, is your grandmother he proud has of a, I'm sure he has you know a lot of black people in his family. family. Like he, yes. He you got a black face. Only thing that quote unquote is saving you and allowing you to do TV Italian stuff is that straight hair. Is that but hair? You got a whole, yes. whole light skinned black face, and you here in this movie prancing around with these white people. Okay, how dare you? How dare you? Now that made me mad, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> this is our second. No, actually, this is my third time hearing Jay's rant. This is your first. <laughs> this is my third. She is really upset. Nah, I'm looking him up again because I want to. I want to see pictures of his black grandmother because you know he got one. You know he got one, yo. Another thing that came out of this conversation, while you look up his ancestry. Mm-hmm. another thing that came out of this conversation is like on social media and that i enjoyed is like kind of this idea of like white passing and like yeah. what the fuck is that and we've used that yeah. language before and i think that i might stop using it or use it mm. way way less than i used to because it yeah. does imply maybe about yeah it. yeah be way more selective because like it implies that these people aren't white and they are <laughs> There Mm -hmm. are white Latinx people. They exist. And I think Mm -hmm. that when we say things like white passing, it it kind of admonishes that and kind of also like adds to the also the ratio of black Latinx people when you say like this Mm -hmm. white passing thing. And it's like, so are these black people black? I mean, are these black, obviously black people black passing? Mm -hmm. Like if there's obviously black people in this population, there's obviously white people in this population. So maybe using shit like white passing isn't mm-hmm. the thing that should be said. These mm-hmm. motherfuckers is white. It's either they white yeah, or they I, are black, light skinned person. That's it. Yep. yep. <laughs> and I've had this conversation. I've had this conversation with Puerto Ricans and been like, okay. And, and talks about whiteness, right? And be like, no, it's mad white Puerto Ricans. Actually, you are one, right? And then it's like, well, no, we're just Puerto Rican. I'm like, okay. So what's this person? And I mentioned like an obviously black ass Puerto Rican. And be like, well, they're black. 
All right. So if they can be black. Yes. Why can't you, you be, be white? white? That's not how this works. You don't get to just be Puerto Rican. But this, this one is yes. defective. This is a black yeah. Puerto Rican. Yes. No. There are black Puerto Ricans. There are white, white Puerto, Puerto Ricans. Ricans. And there are people who are obviously mixed. Yes. Like Anthony Ramos race trading ass <laughs> in this fucking movie prancing around with these TV Italians. Okay. <laughs> No, nah, I'm looking. I'm looking for pictures of his parents. Oh God, no, you are. <laughs> <laughs> They're hard to find. And then in some pictures of him, he don't got his freckles. They be trying to, they be trying to wash his freckles out of some of these joints, yo. Yeah. I'm gonna find his parents. I'm gonna find them. And when I do, but it's like it's important to like acknowledge that these people are fucking white because I I, I realize right. now that it does a disservice and it does erase yeah. black blacks and people by saying white mm-hmm. passing. I remember Lena one time, Lena from um Bag Ladies podcast. We were all having a conversation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't we were like BBB talk. We were all talking. And mm-hmm. Lena said it like, no, they're white. <laughs> and Lena is yep. a light-skinned Dominican black person. With freckles. Yes, with freckles. Yes. <laughs> Not really a nice. race trader. Like Not Anthony, at all. Anthony Ramos. <laughs> Okay. But like, and it also, but when she said it, when she said it when we were together, that's when I realized, like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, because this is a light skinned black person. I kind of am erasing her by saying white passing all the time. Like, because there are actual, mm-hmm. like, light skinned black people. And I think mm-hmm. that when a lot of us say white passing, there's, there's something that happens to, like, light skinned people when, in that space. I just don't like when people say white in relation to light skinned black people. Okay. And I think some people, I think people conflate that when they say white okay. passing in relation to like i don't know i just don't like the word white next to anything black <laughs> at yeah all. you know I don't, I don't like that this shit. is this is when i don't mind white passing to me white passing is you have a whole entire black parent at home in your house right you have a whole entire yes. black parent that is undeniably black, black. that yep. cannot pass right yep. you have a whole black parent at home and by some chance you ended up being white presenting yeah. white passing, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, that's what a white passing person is. If both your parents are also white passing, my nigga, you are not, you're white. You're white. <laughs> you're white. If everything about your life is white, if you can I go agree. into, if you can go anywhere and do whatever you want, right? If you have access to whiteness, you, you are, are white. white. Now, that doesn't take away from your ethnicity, your experience, you know, with your family or even like in the world sometimes because if your family is black and you walk around in the world able to pass as white and people talk when you pass as white, people talk to you like yep. they talk to other white people, mm-hmm. which is always at some point in this country at least shitting on black folks. So that's something that you're enduring as a person of black ancestry. So of course, so nobody's trying to erase that, but whiteness in this country and in the colonized world is based on your access to privilege and power and so if you walk around with access to privilege and power in that to white specifically white privilege and power you are fucking white but you know what you just did you know what you just did what you added nuance and context and most people don't do that they do not do that they just say white pay they just say white passing and that just is a blanket term for anyone who speaks spanish and doesn't look as black Mm -hmm. as me Like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't like that conflation. People don't have, like, the context of race and stuff and the ways in which you and I do. So, like, Mm. I would rather more people not use that (laughs) term than use it because motherfuckers is Mm -hmm. motherfuckers, you know? Right. The other piece of this that I want to say I am Dash and Bad Dominicana have been talking about it Mm -hmm. on um, Twitter is that in 
their countries of origin in a lot of these Latinx countries, they use the word Blanco. They use the word white to describe these people. Yes. And then when we get to the U.S., when we get to other parts of the colonized world, we get to the U.S., we get to non-Spanish speaking countries, then we don't call them white. Yeah. Then they're not white. Mm-hmm. Then they get to be Puerto Rican. Then they get to be yeah. whatever. Just, just that mm-hmm. with no acknowledgement of their whiteness and the role that that plays in society, in the power structure and that shit. So yeah. it's not new. It's not new to be calling these people white. And I think that here, because of the way that racism exists, because of the way that othering and xenophobia happens and takes place, I think that there has been an effort to make that distinction. Be like, okay, well, I'm not white. I'm not Anglo-Saxon or whatever, right? But there still needs to be acknowledgement that you are a white person. And until people know that your last name is Garcia, Rubio, or whatever the fuck. So yeah, I understand the need to make a distinction between Anglo-Saxon folks in the U.S. and white people of Latinx descent here because there is, if you have a codified Latinx last name, sure, if white people know that, Anglo-Saxon white folks here know that, they may treat you differently, right? You will be othered. If you have an accent, you will be othered. It needs to be acknowledged that there is nuance to all of those things and that you are still a whole white person. Mm -hmm. The other interesting about this is that the director, John M. Chu, as we mentioned, was also the director of Crazy Rich Asians, which was a film that was hailed for its Asian representation. I enjoyed it. It's a fucking cute movie. It's one of the few movies that I've like watched more than once mm-hmm. like in my adult life because who has the time for that shit? But sometimes I'll be like, oh, that's, you know, it's a fun, feel-good movie, so I'll turn that shit on. Mm-hmm. But this director has already received backlash from Crazy Rich Asians as a film that centered East Asians, a Chinese image specifically when the film mostly took place in Singapore and erased racial minorities like Malay people who are Malaysian, Indonesian, and Indian folks, except for in service roles. So Mm -hmm. in the film, there were what I would say folks who look to be Indian, but they were playing guards. They were were playing servers. And I think that... I don't know. I've never fucking been there. I don't... I, I think that in... I think the reality is that, yes... Racial minorities in different countries often do make up service populations. That doesn't mean that they are not anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. so I think that in New York, for example, there are a lot of the nannies where I live on the Upper East Side are black and brown people, right? That does not mean that there are not black and brown people in other areas doing other shit. You know what I'm saying? And I think in that film, it was just so very specific that when you see a brown person, when you see someone who is not Chinese or doesn't look East Asian, they are specifically in this service role. So this kind of thing has been brought to this director's attention before. And they have learned nothing. 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 and, And they also, that film came out in 2018 and they also didn't really acknowledge or cop to okay maybe i could have done things differently until recently until this press Mm -hmm. run for in the heights and so it just feels like the other piece of this is that if you acknowledge the power structure if you acknowledge colorism as a thing as a problem then you understand that all of this shit is connected it's not yeah that wasn't by it's not by accident that those people are generally doing service jobs that is colorism and anti-blackness at play in a global context right that's what that is so that is not a separate issue from what is happening with in the heights like those things are not unrelated no it's a consistent thing that happens because we live in a predominantly colonized world this is what goes on everywhere and so it's just interesting that it seems like he did not make the connection between what 
okay, you played yourself then and now you you're playing, back yourself, playing again. yourself again in the same way. Also, this shit, like I said, we talked about this shit when the trailer came out. This was a discussion before the movie came, came out. out. Like, it wasn't like, what? Really? Uh-huh. We've been saying this. Yeah. In Hamilton, when I went to see Hamilton, I was tweeting about how all of the women were the same shade of brown, were the same shade of light skin. There were freaking spicy white looking women in that. Mm-hmm. The one that I saw, there were black women who were mad light skinned. They were all the same yep. shade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's a problem. Yes. That's a problem. And one thing that I always like to say when we have those conversations is that dark skinned people are being harmed. Like, usually right. when these conversations happen, yes, for sure. Like, I, we want to see these people in movies. I don't think representation is a horrible thing, but it's not the be or tell all. Like, you are mm-hmm. harming dark skinned people by. Not even giving them access to do the things they want to do. Like, literally, you're saying you can just be in the background and be dancers. Like, you are, like, Mm -hmm. you're adding to the harm that these people are experiencing. Now you have dark-skinned people having to now explain colorism to you having Mm -hmm. to explain the harm having to Mm -hmm. do all of this fucking extra work and labor for you to fucking get it and... It's, it's harmful to have to just keep having these conversations right. over and over and over and over again. Like, I don't know how mm-hmm. she sat across them white-ass faces, <laughs> white, light-ass faces, and them saying that bullshit to her in that interview. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that was harmful yeah, that was, for that her to, to fucking and, and sit it, across and was, from them and yep, hear that. Yep. You know? Harmful on an intimate level. And then we all watched that shit, and it was fucking harmful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that little boy, that little adorable boy, <laughs> that little adorable boy from the vampire movie is also in Washington Heights. And he was sitting there. Was he sitting there? I don't know. if he, It was some boy sitting there, but I don't know if it was I the same I don't know. Boy. But that adorable <laughs> little boy is in the movie. Okay. That's the thing, too. Watching all this happen. That movie, is Vampire little... versus the Bronx. <laughs> Yeah. Did better. We love that movie. We love so, it. We love it's so that cute. Movie. It's on Netflix. We watched it. We talked about oh, it on I the podcast it. a few times. Mm-hmm. How, like, with a lesser budget, with less yep. people who, like, have the power and the moves mm-hmm. and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. And, yes, it was uh, in the Bronx or whatever. But to me, those are the same demographic of people. But people who are not from New right. York wouldn't know that. They were able to do that. They were able to have mm-hmm. other Black Caribbeans, other American Blacks, other latinx black people light-skinned latinx people white la- like mm-hmm. it, it looks like what it looked like when i would walk down the block in the bronx yes <laughs> yes yes it did. exactly yes, like it that did. that mixture that is actually mm-hmm. president of heights yep. was in that movie yep it's not hard yep it's not fucking hard it's not hard the other thing, and they talk, they used to talk about this on the podcast. This podcast, oh, they just ended, but our friends over at Latinos oh, Lunch, Lunch podcast yeah. kind of talked about white Latinx folks and like this being tied to the identity of struggle, right? So sometimes, and, I, and I'm not trying to dismiss the struggle of Latinx folks of all hues in this country. I'm not trying to dismiss that at all. But I think that sometimes as marginalized people, all of us be so tied to this goes for like, I would say I would use like black men as an example, or I would use even how you talked about like being a cis black woman or whatever. We still experience struggle, but being so tied to your narrative of, of struggle that you can't see that there are people who struggle more than you. Yeah. There are people of your same mm-hmm. of your same ethnic background, racial class, 
who struggle more than you because of their intersections. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like Lynn Manuel Miranda, the white Puerto Rican, is so tied to his na- his particular narrative of yeah. struggle mm-hmm. that he doesn't he see. see that yep. there are people more marginalized than himself. And that's why that marginalization is why someone like him who grew up in Washington Heights, who grew up in this place full of Black Latinx people, can do create this whole work of art and they be erased from both the, the play and the freaking movie. That be erased. Because in his mind, even though he saw them every day, they didn't really exist to him. They yeah. weren't really real. They didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So at the time of this recording, Lin-Manuel has released like an apology statement or whatever. Mm. Which isn't a bad statement. But it's just like... It wasn't bad. It's not bad. But you've harmed people. You've already harmed people. This is... For a minute. For a minute. People were having this conversation too when... I never saw the play either but this conversation yeah. was happening around the play you did nothing mm-hmm. i'm sure that people have conversations mm-hmm. about hamilton you did nothing like what the yep. fuck is this apology what the fuck is this yep. statement at this people moment said when you this a year ago <laughs> over a year ago about the trailer yes. people been talking about this and nobody thought to revisit it we were just supposed to be like oh, oh. we're being too much the other thing my about bad this, so oops I, my bad like right is- right so i read the statement i thought it was i thought it was good enough yeah i was you know okay, okay. Cool. the people under commenting there were people of course who were like okay dope good a statement finally Mm -hmm. you know we're all a work in progress and it was other people like why are you apologizing I can't believe people are making a big deal out of this it's not that serious I saw one person in the comment who was like I'm a blue eyed blonde hair person and I saw myself you see yourself everywhere bitch what are you talking about What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but the pushback when it comes to, like, y'all got your movie. Why can't you apologize? What's the harm in apologizing? What's the harm in apologizing? people more marginalized than yourself are saying, hey, I was harmed by yeah. this. And if you're not black, black Latinx specifically, you cannot be mm-hmm. accepting apologies. <laughs> right. Like, shut up. I, I always hate when I mm-hmm. see that, when they do apologize and people are like, I forgive you. And it's like the white person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like. No, who you, this this is not yeah. even about you. <laughs> mm-hmm. No one's talking to you. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Mind your business. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But, yeah, so, you know, colorism, anti-blackness, you know, delicious, mm-hmm. delicious. So tasty. Yeah. Yeah, so let us know what you think about this. If you are a black Latinx person, let us know your thoughts. Let us know your feelings. If you have any commentary on this work or Afro-Latinidad in general, or if you are a white Latinx person and you're like, yeah, yo, you're right. It's ridiculous. Let us know what's good. If you disagree, why do you listen to this podcast? This is what we talk about every week. Go away. Are you hate listening? What? What's going on? You need to leave. if you disagree, (laughs) what'd you say? You need to leave. (laughs) (laughs) You need to leave. No, but if you disagree, of course, we welcome dissent. So if you disagree and you're black, hit us up. All right. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this conversation. I honestly, I don't know if I'm going to watch the movie. I really did like fucking Hamilton. Like, I know it's highly problematic. A lot of those songs are fucking bops, yo. So I don't know. I do. Somebody said the music is the same as Hamilton. And I was like, that's actually a good thing. I like them songs. For real? I didn't. I don't know. I can't do the I musical like the hip hop thing. It's, it's so corny to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you, yeah. but I don't know. Anthony Ramos is a race trader, so I don't know if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I love using that word because it's so archaic and ridiculous, <sighs> and it's something that only white people say to white <laughs> 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 All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to do what we hope is a positive news that's not news story. Maybe. Maybe. 
<laughs> little tiny bit. Maybe right. a little bit. Yeah, we're going to pay black women, pay black people. And then we're going to throw some people in the pit because, uh, like, we tired of being the first black person doing stuff. That's not a... That's not a I thing. Don't know. We'll it's talk about it. It's not... It's weird, guys. It's fucking 2021. <laughs> it's weird. It's That's not ticker tape parade uh, material. <sighs> All right. We'll be back. Yes. Money, money, money. <laughs> money. Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like giving black this women year. your money. Yes, give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes, yes. We do this dope ass women's race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week, sometimes week. twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yeah. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com Hit that donate tab mm-hmm. And we have two options there so you Two Two You become a patron Or you can just donate through PayPal yep. You choose We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right On how you give us money That's right If you want to donate via Patreon We're asking all of our listeners To break us off $2 a month That's $24 a year And if everybody who listens Does that shit We will have everything that we need To do everything we want to do For this podcast Everything And if you love us so much That you want to break us off A one time donation A multiple time donation Or if you don't like The the once a month Kind of system You can go to our PayPal And give us any amount of money We will take that shit We will love that shit We will appreciate that shit we will use that shit That's right So once again TeaWithQueenAndJay.com Hit the donate tab And choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes all right 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 and we're black all the time so we are gonna get into news it's not news i guess even though we were free we were still slaves in the mind message Yes, News That's Not News is a segment where we talk about news stories that we think are important to us as womanist race nerds. Maybe they've been highlighted in the media, but not in the way that we would talk about it here as womanist race nerds. Or maybe we haven't talked about or heard it enough in mainstream media. So we talk about it here on News That's Not News. I'm trying to remember how I heard it. Yeah, so today we're talking about the Passamacorti people. Yes, come through. That was good. That was good. They are indigenous people located in what we now call Alaska. Mm. And they have gotten back some of their sacred land, which is a great thing. But white supremacy is a motherfucker. So there's still some things that is just like, what the fuck within this story. So in late May, actually of this year, the Passamacorti people of Indian Township has reacquired 140 acres of their ancestral land. Nice. And it is well. None of us have been to Maine. I'm about to say, well, it is. Is this that island over there? I've never been to fucking Maine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been to Maine. This does sound mad cute and quaint, though. I always think of like clean black dirt with like little white rocks in it when people say Maine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I need to travel more. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I've said Maine. I didn't say Alaska at all, did I? For some reason, I, I mix those places. Said Alaska. Up. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Let I me say that said, again. Oh, okay. I always, for some reason, I mix those places up, and they're not even close to oh, each other. 
and I have no idea about <laughs> geography. So I was just like, I guess it's up there with that. Okay. So not not Alaska. Not at Alaska. All. Maine. At all. I meant Maine. Okay. I don't know where why. Is I Maine? Maine is on the East Coast, actually, at the top near Canada. And Alaska is okay. on the West Coast, like on very like on Canada. But I don't know oh, why okay. I mix those places up. <laughs> all right. Cool beans. So yeah. I wouldn't have known. But I've Got never it. been to either. <laughs> So likewise, yes, likewise, I could give you the whole geographic information about Manhattan to the Bronx, but I can't, <laughs> I know nothing else. Okay. Nothing else. Oh God. So Maine, sorry about that. And Maine. So Maine is a piece of land up North, like I said, close to Canada on the East coast, mm-hmm. but they also comprise of like little islands. And so this was one of the islands like off of Maine, but it's considered a part of what people call Maine currently. So mm-hmm. it is a, one of the big lake islands in rural Eastern Maine. And the tribe says the island was originally known as the Ko- Kowusui Monique, which they, that's how they said it. And I remember it. Cause I was like, Ooh, Monique. But anyway, it's <laughs> me being black. So that was what they originally named that place. And then settlers named it Pine Island. Not settlers. Colonizers <laughs> named it. No, they renamed it White Island. Yeah, later. But that's later in the story. And then when colonizers came, it was renamed Pine Island. And that's what it's been named for... I don't know how long, but there was some point in the 1700s where Pine Island, which the colonizers call it, in which the treaty was written to say this place is reserved for these folks. Okay. Somehow, some way, someone decided to change the name to White's Island, and then all of a sudden they were like, oh, this treaty isn't valid because it's for Pine Island. Whoa. <laughs> Not White's Island. So this wow. actually isn't your land because the treaty... Oh, my God. <laughs> Says it's for Pine Island. The way they do this <laughs> racism, it's like, could you at least make it complicated? Can you at least like make it make sense to somebody? Because this is that's yeah. just too much. So that happened sometime in the 1700s. 1794 language of the treaty says mm-hmm. that this is for this treaty says in 1794 that this land is reserved for these people. Pine Island is theirs. Blah 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 blah. Then some motherfucker decided they don't say who, they don't know, they don't know in quotations, who, what, when, how. All of a sudden on maps, it was saying White Island. And it was like, wait, mm-hmm. like I just said, that's not what this treaty says. This is mm-hmm. not valid. And then these people's land was taken from them. Mm-hmm. So these people have been trying to get their land back, but White Island eventually was owned by private people. So then it was a private island that people owned. And for them to get this back, this is where the other bad stuff happens. I am happy that these indigenous folks got their land back. But they right. had to buy back this land. Oh, my God. They had to buy it back. So what happened is mm. the chief Indian of the of the township, so the descendants of these indigenous folks who have been mm. trying to get their island back to no fault, they haven't got it. It came to a point where this land just happened to be for sale. And the chief of the Passamakote people noticed that this was for sale and kind of organized so that they could get money, so that they can buy this land back so there is an initiative that is going around called land back hashtag land back if you want to like look into this and see other organizing efforts to buy land back for indigenous folks i think it's ridiculous that they have to Mm. buy purchase their shit back but that is where we are right now with with that i'm just going to read directly from 
this article. The link is in the show notes for this article. It is a Medium article. The reason why I chose this one was because a lot of articles that I saw were just very... The author of this is also white, but a lot of their language is just very, like, white and kind of, like... The way that I was able to explain the extent of which they were robbed... They weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. It was just like, yeah, they got their mm-hmm. land back and moving on. Mm-hmm. And it was it just didn't mm-hmm. do the work that we would want to yeah. do. So um, I'm just saying that because people be like, medium, anybody could have wrote that, you know, shit like that. But mm-hmm. that's why I use this link for this. But you can Google and see other, in quotations, reputable sources of this information. So the chief of Indian Township showed the land for sale in the fall of 2020 and reached out to First Light partnering with many trust groups to gain the property back. The Passamakote territory was sought to return of the property for decades, but didn't have the means to purchase it. So the chief of the township worked with the trust group to reacquire the land. The island was most recently listed for $449,000. So that's what they purchased it for. All of these organizations mm-hmm. came together to raise that money so that they could purchase this land. Yeah back but it's it's just ridiculous that these people have to purchase their own land back mm-hmm. also that land was used for when smallpox was happening the people of this tribe used that island to quarantine so that they wouldn't spread mm-hmm. to ev- or everyone and that's yeah. probably why this tribe still is in existence now at this moment because mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. have been to the point of extinction because mm-hmm. of white terrorism and shit like that. So it was like really important for them to get this back. It means a lot to them as people and that they have ancestors buried there that they have not had access to because motherfuckers decided to name it White Island and it was like, this ain't yours no more. Mm-hmm. So I think it is great that they got it back. But I also think that if you want to look more into initiatives like this that helps indigenous people reacquire their lands to look at the hashtag land back. I've seen a lot of things on Facebook and Twitter within this hashtag. Mm-hmm. And you can see and possibly support other efforts to help indigenous folks purchase their land back. Mm-hmm. That's really upsetting. And it feels like something that like the state or the federal government should be doing. Right. So if something is probably exactly. owned because of whatever white games y'all been playing at this stage, when you know it was unjustly taken from these people, fucking buy it from the person who owns it. Like yeah. the government. The government should fucking do that shit. Like, the tribe individuals should not have to raise money to get their land back. Like, that shit is fucking whack. Ridiculous. So that's why I was like, maybe this is a nice story. I do. I'm really happy that these folks got their land back. The way that they had Mm -hmm. to go up, the route that needs to be taken to reacquire their land is fucking Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And then I do like that there's a hashtag so people can look into this and see how... Honestly, when it comes to how shitty this government is, we have all kind of had to use community to mm-hmm. get shit, do shit, gain shit, because the system that is set up is, we you know, it's not for us. Mm-hmm. So if you did want to somehow support these efforts to help indigenous folks in the states get land back, maybe there's other efforts to legally make it so that they can acquire their land that's not a monetary way. There's many different mm-hmm. avenues that people are doing, but you can get information right. by using the hashtag land back. Wow. Yep. Thank you for that. <sighs> Girl. <laughs> I was really no because I was intently looking for a good story. I'm like, right. I'm just trying to. I like not always having to be like, look, look at this shit. Look at this right. shit. Yeah. So I saw that. I'm yeah. like, great. And as I kept reading and reading, I'm like, damn. But you know, that's what, what my mother was like. I, I don't know how y'all do it. I don't know how y'all do it. I would blow. I would blow up a building. I don't know how y'all do it. <laughs> That's why she's online watching Bruno Mars videos and, and whatnot. 
because it's too much. It is. It's too much. It is. But yeah, so that is our news that's not news. All right. Well, let's pay black women and pay black people. Give me your fucking money. So Pay Black Women, Pay Black People is a segment where we highlight black and indigenous run business and initiatives. If you know a black or indigenous woman, black or indigenous non-binary person, if you are a black or indigenous person impacted by misogynoir, running a business, leading an initiative, or just somebody who needs to make ends meet or go on a vacation, buy a new couch, <laughs> get some hair, please send Hello. us your submissions to tbetweenandj at gmail.com. Who are we paying today, Jay? This week, we're paying somebody by the name of Aziza Murphy. I came across this story on Twitter and so she has a Twitter explaining the whole situation with the abusive stalker. She's been stalked so much that she like had to stop going to work yeah. and like it just nowhere has been safe for her. So it's really affected her life. So we include the link to the Twitter thread. I'm not going to read it. I accidentally, <laughs> uh, accidentally tapped on some of it and it is wild triggering. I think yeah. for a lot of women, for a lot of femme people, because this shit is so rampant, yeah. like stalking, harassment, that uh yeah it's a lot it's a lot so she even has video of like the person actually um trying to get into her living space mm -hmm. which in itself is it's you know it's nothing particularly heinous happening in that video but just the thought of like one of your stalker niggas trying like being that close to you is very yeah and then um, home can be very triggering generally where you're supposed to feel the safest yes Yes. And, yeah, especially you, know. you have she has children. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's the scariest thing. Like I'd be afraid for myself, but if I had to think about keeping little people alive, the shit it just takes the fear yeah. and the outrage to like the next level. Yep. So we'll put the link to that Twitter in case anyone wants to check it out in the show notes that'll be there. But Aziza says, I've been dealing with a nightmare situation for eight months. I lost my job due to being stalked and harassed. I spent the first four months in a house afraid for my life. And the last three months dealing with multiple court cases that keep being postponed. Unemployment hasn't kicked in yet. And I'm trying to make rent for the next month. Anything helps. So she's currently close to her $2,000 goal to make rent. So we want to make sure that we help her out so that, you know, she can stay up to date yeah. on her rent. Cause mm -hmm. really my question becomes, all right, you're able to pay this month's rent. And then do you have to do this all over again? Like next month? Cause yeah. From 30 days, they fly by with the quickness. Right. So, um, even if by the time you hear this, if that GoFundMe goal is already met, I would recommend if you Still had it in your heart me. and yeah. if you had, yeah, if you have the resources to donate to please do so. So the GoFundMe link will be in the show notes, but if you search Aziza Murphy legal and rent, I'm like, if you happen to be online right now, you can find that. But again, we'll put the link to that in the show notes. We want to make sure that we are being supportive of folks in situations like this. Yeah. So we want to make sure we're supporting her and sending her love and support. Um, so please be sure to check that link out, yo. Woo. Chile. It's a lot. Chile. Mm -hmm. It's a lot, yo. Yeah. Like, can we live? The fuck? Can we live? All right. Let's do something that is also uh, wild, <laughs> ridiculous, but a little bit fun. Mm -hmm. A little bit easier, a little bit chiller. A little fun. A little, a little fun. bit yeah. more fun. Let's yeah. throw somebody in the motherfucking pit. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. So the pit is where we put things that are trying to fuck with our black ass black joy queen what are you or who are you putting in the pit this week i'm throwing a few things 
in a pit. Um, all related to the same thing, but different pieces mm-hmm. need to go in a pit. So recently, Maxim, this men's magazine, I didn't know that was still a thing. We have Instagram now, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Yes, the last time I saw a Maxim <laughs> was when I was at my dad's house for the weekend in the bathroom in the magazine rack. Okay, <laughs> so you know how long ago that, that was. That was, when he was still, that was That was when he was still a bachelor running the streets. <laughs> Running the streets, working out, reading his maxim in between his poops. I never touched it because my dad made intense poops. So I'm like, who knows what you was doing while you was flipping through this magazine. I don't want nothing to do with that. His fecal matter magazines. Exactly. That's where I would see maxim. That's the last time I saw a maxim in person when I was a child. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. you're not even relevant. (laughs) Like we. You're not. We, you are a non-motherfucking factor. factor. And we be we be in these media streets. I haven't heard Maxim's name. I haven't heard nothing. I don't know what is Maxim MAGA? Like who <laughs> what pocket of the media universe is does, fucking in play? Yeah, where does that Maxim? exist? Yeah, like literally. And the only reason we've heard Maxim again, like literally when it was like I don't know, anyway. So I'll be talking about this. Tiana Taylor was mm-hmm. recently named the sexiest woman on Maxim. Maxim does that every year. They have never had a black woman right. be featured as the sexiest woman alive. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever. And lots of us have been the sexiest woman alive. Like, period. Like, we how exist. was Angela Bassett exists? There's even black women who are admired by white people. Like, they love Halle Berry. Like, Facts. there are people Facts. who could. Yes, yes. Who Halle could've... Berry. I bring up, exactly. <laughs> I bring up Angela um, Bassett because I think Maxim is like also like kind of fitness, fitness mm-hmm. kind of magazine. And she has that kind of body that they allegedly would celebrate or whatever. So like she's still black. It's been black women. <laughs> it's been black women. Serena Williams exists. Oh, we exist. It's been black women. Now Tiana Taylor is a baddie. Baddie. Is a baddie. First of like, all, it's too. This I'm is too late in Tiana Taylor's game to be recognizing her all late. She should have been <laughs> sexiest woman alive as soon as that Kanye video came out. Yes, was like when 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 white people realized she existed. Yes, she should have been sexiest woman alive. Yes, she's Done. fucking bad. Done. Her and Done. her husband could get it. Hit me up, okay? And I would do that with the both right? of them too. Yes, I would. Wait, that seems. I like, would. I would like, actually. I would date Tiana. I would date Tiana. Yes. I say that as a straight. <laughs> That's where I'm at on the spectrum. I would date Tiana and anyone who looks exactly like me. You can do this. <laughs> I'm obsessed with myself and Tiana Taylor and Robin from Potomac. I would kiss her in the mouth. Oh, you, you do keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a few. It's a few very. All right, we won't go through the whole list. All right, go on, go on. <laughs> we don't got time. We don't got time for your, you know, your, you know, your woman's right. sex list. Okay. No, so not, not today. Okay. Yeah, not today. Maybe another show. That would be a mm-hmm. good bonus episode. Okay. So yeah, so she's on there. Like we said, Maxim is not relevant. No one gives a fuck about that. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? The thing that makes this and makes them go in a pit and makes other people around this conversation going to pit is that first of all it's 2021 why is there still first first black anything it makes no sense Mm -hmm. you should be embarrassed to say that out loud and i don't understand why enough institutions aren't embarrassed to Mm -hmm. say that you should be Mm -hmm. fucking embarrassed yeah instead they'd be like we did it (laughs) no (laughs) what no this is a shame. You should be, yo, you should be actively like working against that kind of press. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You should as soon as you be like, oh shit, it is the first. Like that shouldn't be your you media your angle. Ready. That shouldn't yes, be your media exactly. angle at this have point. Have your apology ready. Yeah. <laughs> at this point in the yeah. game, that's not it. what. Yeah. Huh? What? I'm happy no to way. see Tiana on covers of magazines. Like we love it. We love it. Love to Listen, see it. You. But. Why is this something that they are proud mm-hmm. of? Why is this something you are okay with saying out loud and not mm-hmm. being ashamed? You should be ashamed. Right. You should be embarrassed. You should be ashamed, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? It just makes no sense. Yeah. And it also was annoying for me to see, and it wasn't a lot. I'm basing this on social media. I know that's not the world. I'm still mm-hmm. inside my house most of the time. So I don't know what niggas is saying on the block. But, right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand black people who are like, woo! <laughs> woo, Tiana <laughs> Taylor! <laughs> They did it. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, when I, when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, duh. Obviously, she's a sexy <laughs> person alive. So I was excited by that. So I could see Yeah, you was excited for Tiana. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I'm always you happy to love. see her. Yeah. But it was just mm-hmm. interesting to see like other kind of, I guess, black-led. They're not black media owned institution but black led so like right. a, i saw a power 105 one tweet like like in celebration of this thing saying yay yeah. tiana taylor first black woman to be whatever a maxim mm-hmm. and it's just like we should be embarrassing them <laughs> like yeah. they should be getting dragged and i understand mm-hmm. not wanting to drag because we still want to love on tiana because i do too right Right, but right. like no these people should be like what the fuck are you doing this is not something mm-hmm. to celebrate you should be fucking ashamed of yourself and mm-hmm. like this piece of me that's like you're doing this just so we could say your name out loud because i literally mm-hmm. have not heard of maxim not seen anything of maxim like that is such a 2001 thing <laughs> mm-hmm. like it literally yeah. been 20 years maxim. like maxim <laughs> Yeah, it's very like uh, cologne that's like smells like a tire. Like it's very like it's just like and yeah, everyone knows I'm already. I don't want two thousands to come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Maxim's coming back. J Lo is dating that white man again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm not gonna pretend I'm not here. When I engage with J-Lo content, I can't pretend. That's what I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just been? like, what well, I don't know. But I I just mm-hmm. I just want us, and I'm talking to uh, well, always talking to us. Like, mm-hmm. these aren't things that we should be celebrating, I don't think, at this point. I think that we should be like when these happen, there's ways for us to love on Tiana and still hold these motherfuckers accountable. Like, mm-hmm. there should not be any celebration about the first black something in 2021. Black people. And I'm talking to the people who understand and know that enslavement happened because there are people who think that (laughs) some other shit. (sighs) That's frustrating. But black people, right, when we were here, brought here, 1619, right? Mm -hmm. That's a long time ago. You should not be having first or you should be embarrassed and ashamed Mm -hmm. to have first in 2021. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. fuck? Use another marketing angle. That ain't it. (laughs) That ain't it no more. It ain't 1982. (laughs) It's not. It's really not. It's not 1975. Ooh, the first black lawyer at the all of them get on my nerves when I see them. The first Mm -hmm. black physicist from I'ma just say a random school. Graduated from Mm -hmm. Yale. Like what? Right, right. Don't say that. Yeah. 
Don't say that. Stop <laughs> it. Be quiet. No. So yeah, I just want to just throw all of that in the pit. The idea of the first black whatever should not be mm-hmm. a marketing angle ever the fuck no. again. And Maxim, just you've probably already been in <laughs> You probably live in a pit because we haven't heard of you since mm-hmm. since right. Jay had the mag- since Jay's dad had the magazine in a magazine rack. <laughs> I don't even, do you even have social media? Like, where do you exist? I couldn't even, it was before the time where I could actually sit and make a poop and be scrolling. On on your phone, right? On my phone. It was no, it was no phones like that back in the day. Yeah, this literally just made phone calls and that's it. Mm -hmm. It was not yet a smartphone and a computer. So Maxim goes in the pit and the whole concept Mm -hmm. and idea of the first black anything being a marketing angle, something to be proud of, that whole concept Mm -hmm. needs to be thrown in the pit like you should be fucking embarrassed because yep. you're a racist racist <laughs> maxim ultimate racist <laughs> fully charged fully loaded turn up your diet with creatine <laughs> and maxim So yeah, that's our pit for this week. Okay. Did you have oh, I thought oh, you, you had to do that. No, no, no. I thought you was gonna do the one with the um the tweet uh, about cater to you. Oh, I forgot. I didn't even write nothing down, but I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> so there's another thing that got on my fucking nerves, and uh-huh. there's a thread. I don't have it to like blink it so y'all can see it and enjoy yeah. the joy that I enjoyed when I went through that thread. Mm-hmm. But there's younger people who are like, you know, you hear a song when you're young and you love it, and you get older and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was wait a minute so many songs i don't, I don't align with album. that i don't align with that yeah. so destiny child had a song called cater to you when the song was out i didn't align with it but i did enjoy the song but i wasn't doing none of that shit in the song right whatever mm-hmm. and it's just a song right mm-hmm. cater to you in a song is basically destiny child talking about how they were catered to this man in ways that is just like the fuck but okay so when it's right we would never do they talk about a man in a way that i would never never oh gosh but anyway someone started a thread where they basically was like oh my god i listened to cater to you again and i'm like what the fuck like i wouldn't do that like beyonce uh-uh like you know whatever right. so then it's a thread of just people just sharing like basically how i was like i, I ain't doing that like but it's mm-hmm. a joke they're joking about right. how I am an adult now and I fully understand the context of this song and y'all wildin' because I ain't doing none of that shit. It's a mm-hmm. cute thread, mad cute gifs in it, whatever. A good time. Good time. Good old black mm-hmm. old time. And I don't know how, <laughs> but somehow this story has spun into black Twitter has canceled, catered to you by Destiny Cancel Child. culture is out of control. Out of control. Cancel culture. The social justice warriors are canceling everything. Fun <laughs> just isn't fun anymore. anymore. And it's mm-hmm. like, it was literally a thread that was a joke. Everyone's laughing together. And I've seen, I don't know the name of the blog, but a blog who like, basically, that was the headline. Black Twitter cancels catered to you. That's not what happened. There was Mm-mm. a joking thread. Then, what's his name? Roland Martin. <laughs> Roland Martin. Roland Martin is the uncle that show up midway conversation. I feel like every, I, every time I see a tweet, I picture him tweeting with a kufi on. <laughs> like he's wearing a kufi. At the computer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like- <laughs> at the computer, one finger at a time. Yes. Only using yes. one finger on each hand. Both index fingers. Yep. That's how he types. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. He's the he's the uncle that looks over your shoulder while you while you're doing something on a computer. Be like, who's that? That's your friend? And you just be like, that's a meme. That's, that's not, a meme. I don't I don't, I don't know, know them. everyone on the internet. I don't know everyone that's yeah. on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even he tweeted like, This is I don't remember the tweet, but this is a paraphrase. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Cancel culture is out of hand. It's a song from 17 years ago. People need to relax. Like something around that. And it's like, this was literally a joke. I saw another similar thing where someone screenshot that blog um, that I mentioned where they had the headline saying black Twitter canceled. And it's like, mm-hmm. see, look, look at them doing this. Basically just like, <sighs> yeah. And it's like, these are the people who don't understand cancel culture. Like you right, don't understand, right, right. and I don't. Culture, cancel culture doesn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. It's not a real in thing. In the way that people say it, the though, way that yeah. people say it is, a lot of times mm-hmm. it's just it's it's the marginalized voice being heard more saying this mm-hmm. shit ain't right. That's all yep. that it is. And everybody else is like, well, who told you you can say anything anyway? <laughs> we used to be able to enjoy this shit without you niggers complaining. <laughs> And now I gotta listen to your mouth because you got cause you got Twitter, cause you tweet twatting and click clacking, click click clacking <laughs> on that and dindu. <laughs> on that and dindu. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, so I found the original Oh you did, okay. Thread, right? So the original thread is just this person is at the baddest Mitch. And they say, Me listening to cater to you. And the the gif is like, um <laughs> like what? Um, <laughs> And then the follow-up in that thread is Beyonce lost me in the first verse when she said my life would be purposeless without you. And it's like a crying, laughing face. Then she followed later with I'll brush your hair, put your do-rag on. She's like, do you know how particular black men are about their (laughs) do-rag tying technique? It's too much. It is. It is. (laughs) So it's jokes. And then the rest of the thread is people just adding jokes Jokes. and memes and jokes. Jokes, a full thread of hilarious fucking memes and jokes because we're funny and we like to have a good time. And I don't know how. So that was on like June 5th and it goes on into like the 6th and just people enjoying and laughing. I don't know how by the time it hit the 13th, (laughs) niggas was like, cancel culture is out of control. Social justice warriors. We're tired of it. Are you woke or are you broke? Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just have fun on the internet? Yeah, Can just having, we're just having Can fun. Like, and it also oh makes me gosh. think, like, every instance <sighs> makes me go back to the hobby episode. Mm-hmm. Everything we say is not like a call to resistance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> you just be having fun sometimes. Just be having fun. Just had fun. Yeah. Other people joined in on on their fun, put in their things. When I first saw the thread, probably around June 5th when you said, I was like, oh, this is funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it. It was like, this is cute and mm-hmm. funny. And I went on with my life. Yeah. I don't know how that became. Yeah. If you put in cater to you on Twitter, now all the tweets are they're trying to cancel this. Why are they trying to oh now we trying to cancel Beyonce? Oh now we trying to we doing what are they doing? They, they always doing? doing something. Why are they always doing something? Yeah. Mad at everything. Those LGBTQ people, because they always add them in. They always, for some reason, they always add queer people in. Wait, we won't be minding our business. Get involved. It's like, yeah. what? Just eating Ooh. my bagel here. What That's the fuck funny. you doing? Oh gosh. I want to yes. throw my nephew in the pit because he <laughs> olded me. <laughs> I didn't expect that. My nephew definitely, definitely called me an old nigga the other day. 
and I, we were in the car together and it was this younger person in a pair of like lo- really low rise jeans from like the zero zeros to me. I know we're dressing like that again. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was like low rise. So I said to my nephew, which after I did it, I'm like, this is the type of shit that my mother. Yeah, did. my mother. too. And this is just who I am right now. yo. That's just <laughs> what it is. All right. That's just what it oh, is. God. So I said to my nephew, I said, um, oh, those are back. They wearing those again. I asked him. He was like, what? I don't. Who is they? What? Who? <laughs> Who is y'all? Like, I don't. Because <sighs> <laughs> you know, when you're an old nigga, every young person is a part of a large community where they all do and know yeah, the same thing. Yeah, we all they all know each yeah. other. I was like, oh, so y'all, y'all, they wearing that again? They doing that again, Elias? <sighs> who is y'all? What? Who? who? Oh, I don't even know her. I was like, wow. <laughs> yes, it was just like that. He's like, I don't be worrying about what people do. I was like, oh my God. That's I'm also your nephew world. who's over the world, right? He is really fucking over it. <laughs> he is really over it. Oh, over God. it. I was like, wow, I am an old nigga, yo. <laughs> I'm an old nigga. And this little boy. He called me an old nigga. With all of that, oh, that's what that was. Yeah, the way that we are with our parents still with memes, because they still can't yes. understand that we do not know these people and these memes we show them. Yes. Who that? Yes. That's your friend? No. We can possess pictures yes. of people we don't know now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yup. <laughs> okay. Yup. That's the thing now. Oh my god! <gasps> my mother used to for real be when I when we lived together, it'd be over my shoulder when I was at the computer. That's your friend? Like this is a meme. I don't. Yeah, I don't, don't know, know these bro. people. Yeah, my mother too. They doing this again? I don't know. I don't even dress like that. Why are you asking? Yeah, me? that's not even anything I'm a part of. You've known me my whole <gasps> life, <laughs> right? Literally, right? You've known me my whole life, and that's not even my scene. Yo, do you want to know what my mother did? The old nigga shit my mother is doing now is that she thinks that we grew up together, like I'm her same age. <laughs> So we was talking about some, we was talking about the difference between like hip hop and the difference between like white people, like rapping or whatever, or some, some, some shit. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, do you remember when you remember that song? And she imitated the song. I was like, wait, are you talking about Rapture? (laughs) You talking about Rapture from Blondie with, where she mentions Fab Five Freddy? (gasps) The song that was released in, in 1981? Why would I? Why would I? What? <laughs> I am not your sister, okay? Oh, that's no, funny. I don't remember that. What are you oh, talking God. about? Oh, no. so, now, so now I'm one of your little friends. Now I'm one of your <laughs> right. Now. Exactly. Now I'm one of your little friends. We grew up together and we have the same hip hop experiences now. What are you talking about? No, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. So. Oh, gosh, you get older, Everybody, you become just, one of your parents' little friends. That's what Exactly. <laughs> we just all been old nigging each other the whole trip. Oh, that's funny. Okay? Nephew's doing it to me. I'm doing it to my mother. It's a whole thing. But anyway, so yeah, my nephew's in the pit as well for that. How dare he? Okay. How dare he? All right. You're right. We did a motherfucking show. Mm-hmm. Did a motherfucking show. Be sure to follow us on the social medias. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Follow us there. Send us email, T with Queen and J at gmail.com. We love when you send that to us. Visit our website, T with Queen and J dot 
com. I think that is it. You can follow my personal social means. I am on Twitter and Instagram at the Queen Speaks with an underscore. And where are you, Jay? I am at Janicia F J A N I C I A F on Twitter and Instagram. That's my handle. Um, also for anybody, I mean, obviously it's obvious at this point that we're not doing a Juneteenth celebration this year. Oh, we yeah. will be celebrating mm-hmm. on our own privately because we fucks with Juneteenth. So yep. we encourage you find something black and celebratory to do wherever you're at blackness is at so do something that you enjoy do something restful take the day off um so that's june 19th take the day off celebrate you are the shit and for our silent white listeners continue being silent and sit down (laughs) yeah continue being silent and sit down yo yeah if you don't know a black person who celebrates juneteenth don't say anything about it like i have white people who know like the few white friends that i have left who know that i celebrate juneteenth Mm -hmm. when they say happy juneteenth i appreciate it celebrate and love it so if you have friends that you know celebrate the holiday you know those are the only ones i would say to wish a happy juneteenth otherwise don't just say that to me in walmart okay don't just do not walk don't do not okay because that's racism Like, like happy Juneteenth. Be like the whole reason we have Juneteenth is because of you. you. You're stinking ass. <laughs> Who are you talking to me for? Yeah. Get out of here. Are you gonna pay for my fucking groceries? Are you gonna exactly? Like, what? I don't know why I'm thinking about being in Target. I'm always thinking about. It. I love Target. <laughs> it's a are great you gonna place. pay for my Target? Target stuff? is a great place. So good. It's so good. I love it there. Even in fashion. But um, yeah. Unless you're about to do something for me, don't be. Don't you don't know me. Yeah. Don't wish me nothing. Leave me alone. Stay away. Anyway, continue ignoring yeah. me like you usually do. <laughs> mm-hmm. so happy juneteenth to everybody if you don't know about juneteenth you can i don't remember the if i remember it if i can find it i'll put the link to the episode where and we talk sure. about juneteenth in the bio if yep. you don't see it in there then just google tea with queen and jay juneteenth and, and a bunch of stuff up. will come up because we've thrown a, a events but different episodes um where we've talked about it should should pop up so check that shit out henny did good henny did good she did really good mm-hmm. she's eating her little snacks now because she's starving because I, I know she's living her white woman life her. doing whatever she wants so she really is I'm impressed with her she really that is. she yeah. was good this whole recording good job henny good <laughs> she's eating now because she's like oh so you're just not gonna feed me i guess i'll eat this kibble she doesn't like the kibble i'll eat the kibble whatever all right so we did a show this podcast was created hosted and produced by a black girl named naima and a black girl named janicia with editorial support from a black girl named candace and social media support from a black girl named joe Tea with Queen and Jay, we turn up responsibly. How? When I became an actress, I, I, I quickly realized that uh, the world um, liked their Latinas to look Italian, not like me. And so I wasn't going up for Latina parts. I was going up for African-American parts. I would... Um get really um, positive reactions at auditions for both African-American and Latino parts. But I didn't look Latino enough because of the curly hair and the freckles and the, the nose and all that stuff. It bothered me, of course it bothered me because what I look like and what I am, it doesn't change that I'm a Latina. And you're telling me that I'm too dark? My agent was saying, okay, we're having trouble. They look at her picture, and we send her out for Latina roles, but they're looking more for fair skin or Mexican. I ended up booking more African-American roles. I still, to this day, have trouble booking a lot of Latina roles um, just because, you know, I'm a brown Latina. I identify with my culture, you know, more so than a lot of the guys that I've lost roles to, but I just don't look as Latin as they do. You know, it was frustrating for me at the time um, auditioning because... I would go into a room and, you know, based on color, sometimes they felt that I looked black. 
have somebody that didn't know anything about my culture telling me what Latino was. And I was like, all right, cool. How do, how do we speak again? Oh, okay, cool, I didn't know. So I'm not dressed like a Latino? Okay, how should I dress? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I opened my shirt a little more? Cool. I mean, what do you want me to do? You want me to salsa while I speak? They would they'd be like, yeah, more like that. More like that. Maybe, you know, you just got to be bigger with your moves. You're like, you're more exaggerated. I'm like, oh, okay. Damn, I didn't know how to be Latino. Thank you for explaining that to me. Regardless of, of the fact that I spoke the language better and understood the culture better, uh, those weren't the parts that I could take seriously. Suddenly you have to explain why I look how I look. And then it gets complicated, and nobody wants complicated.